you got cooking? How about cooking something up with me? Let's stir it up, boys. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. A weekly excursion into the fine art of preparing the world's most popular recipes under an open sky and an open flame. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the old grill sergeant, Randy Hayes. Holy moly! August arrived with a vengeance, didn't it? Well, I mean, June and July were actually kind of cool by comparison to most years, but it feels like August is trying to play catch-up or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Heck, the plastic pink flamingos in our front yard melted last week. So I don't think we're going to see a global cooling trend anytime soon. There's an old joke, St. Peter smelled something burning in God's kitchen. So he poked his head around the corner and he asked, What you got cooking, Lord? To which God said, Texas. <laughs> I'd just like to offer this one small piece of advice. In the middle of all this heat, please remember, dress for the body you have, not the body you wish you could have, okay? Yeah, let's just say spandex is not my friend, and I've been to Walmart, so some of you need to admit that, too. <laughs> no doubt about it, August is just a booger. And school even opens in the next few days. Jeez, I can remember when I was a kid, we went back to school after Labor Day, not three weeks before Labor Day. But school schedules are drastically different these days, aren't they? And back to school brings up a serious topic that lots of people are talking about, whether kids under the age of 12 should wear masks in the classroom. Because after all, they can't take the COVID vaccine yet. I know people who come down on both sides of this issue, and virtually all of them are extremely passionate about it. I can appreciate everybody's opinion. That's the moderate in me. But I must admit, I'm more than a little concerned about the safety of our kids. Well, I have a 10-year-old grandson. He's the center of the universe at Nana and Pop's house. And his other immediate family members feel the same way. I'm sure many of you have kids and grandkids that you're crazy about. But not everybody agrees on the best course of action when it comes to controlling the spread of the virus in schools. My kids are adamant that their son will wear a mask inside the school building, and they strongly believe that all the other kids under the vaccination age should do the same thing. But some of their friends support the governor's rule about banning mandates for masks inside. Look, we can agree to disagree on any issue, and I respect those with whom I disagree, but... I think we should be doing everything we can to protect kids under the age of 12 who can't be vaccinated yet. And if that means making them wear masks in the classroom, then that's what they should do. And we should stop treating this as if it's a political issue. Now, I hear you. Some of you are already screaming at the radio, kids under 12 are the least likely to get the virus, and they're even less likely to suffer serious symptoms or die from it. And yes, that's true. But there are some rare cases of kids who have been hospitalized with COVID. And if that happened to your kid or grandkid, you wouldn't be terribly worried about the odds anymore, would you? Well, let me put it this way then. I wouldn't give two horse apples about the statistics if it were my beloved grandson who was on a ventilator and fighting for his life. And yes, there have been documented cases of children under the age of 12 who have died from COVID. And no, not all of them had underlying conditions either. 
Not that that should be the rationalization for whether kids should wear masks in the classroom or not. But you know, even if such a mandate only protected kids with underlying conditions, it would still be a good thing in my mind. Hey, aren't kids with underlying conditions just as important as all the rest of the children? I think they are. And I'd love to hear the logic of someone who thinks they're not. Meanwhile, the FDA is now saying they believe kids under the age of 12 can get the COVID vaccines by the end of the year, or the middle of the winter. But that doesn't really protect children in the classroom between now and Christmas, does it? Now, you may think I'm just a gullible old fool for believing the FDA and the CDC, and if you do, that's fine. I've got pretty thick skin after being in the public eye for the last 57 years, so I'm not going to lose any sleep over what other people think about me. But what I am concerned about is the life of my one and only grandchild, and yes, all the other children his age, too. Some people might be perfectly willing to play Russian roulette with their kids' lives, but I only have one grandchild. He's the most important person on the face of the planet to my wife and me. So I strongly believe in erring on the side of caution when it comes to Liam Randall Haynes. I think it's just a no-brainer that kids under the age of 12 should wear masks indoors, at least until they can get vaccinated. And if you disagree, so be it. You have every right to your own opinion. But in my mind, this is not the time to be playing politics with children's lives. So our grandson will wear a mask indoors at school in a few days. And if I visit that school, I'll wear a mask too. Look, I don't mean to offend anyone, but even if I did, I'm not going to make any apologies for being a hardliner about the safety of my grandson. But that's enough serious stuff for one installment of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Let's talk about the fun stuff, as my late great friend Bear Dalton liked to say. Personally, I can't wait to talk to my old H&H show buddy, Fred Olson, in the last segment today, because I'm sure he and I are going to spend most of our time talking about football, which is only a few days away. In fact, by the time you and I meet back here next weekend, the Houston Texans are going to be set to play their first preseason game against the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. Hey, let's at least be glad the Texans are going to Wisconsin in August instead of November or December. Well, for one thing, the chance of snow is greatly reduced, you know what I mean? But by the same token, I wouldn't be at all disappointed if the Texans had to travel that far north in January, because that would mean they'd made the playoffs. But of course, that wouldn't include Green Bay, because the Packers are in the NFC and the Texans are in the AFC. No, the only way they'd meet that time of year would be in the Super Bowl, and obviously that would be just fine too. But this is probably a lovely time of year to play football in Green Bay. But from a purely football standpoint, preseason games are usually not very interesting, but there are some things that make this game well worth watching. The quarterback situation for both teams is pretty compelling. Of course, we all know what's going on with the Texans quarterbacks. Old what's-his-name won't be in uniform. Heck, he probably won't even be in the stadium. At least I hope he won't. I don't want this guy anywhere near the Houston Texans, and I think the team feels the same way. So I'm anxious to see what the other guys can do. And I'm also intrigued to find out what kind of receiver core the Texans can field. Brendan Cooks and Anthony Miller will be the wideouts, and Kiki Kuti will be in the slot most of the time. But you know, after that, it's kind of like, who is that? <laughs> but the key is the offensive line, and we all know it. 
The defense is going to be a work in progress because Lovey Smith is completely changing this scheme from 3-4 to 4-3, and there are going to be a lot more. Who is that again, guys, on that side of the ball? Uh, certainly, we won't know how good or bad the Texans are going to be based on one preseason game, but heck, I'm so hungry for football, I don't even care if they're good or bad. Go Texans, you know what I mean? And another cool thing about the return of football season is tailgating. Heck, tailgating is right in our wheelhouse here on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. You know, when I was still Irv Harrigan on the Hudson and Harrigan Show, we judged the food in tailgates out at NRG Stadium before every Texans home game. So I've tasted some really great tailgate food and some really bad tailgate food, too. <laughs> And just so you know, some of that tailgate food could get pretty exotic. Some of it was so exotic, I was a little afraid to ask what it was. I've eaten fried rattlesnake. And of course, I wasn't smart enough to ask what it was before I took a bite. And no, it did not taste just like chicken. But back on the good side of tailgate food... I could always count on some really tasty Q, you know, as in barbecue. There were several tailgaters who served up barbecue that was just as delicious as anything I ate at the World's Championship Barbecue Contest out at the rodeo, which, come to think of it, just happens to be held on the very same parking lot. So we thought we'd spotlight barbecue on today's edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. You know, to help all you tailgaters get geared up for football season. So we're going to do that by hosting a chef who cut his cooking teeth at the Cathedral of Smoke. And if you don't know where or what the Cathedral of Smoke is, then you need to go back to barbecue school. Come on, slap on the sunscreen and the bug repellent. Heck, it's August and it's hotter than donut grease out there. You know, not only can you fry an egg on the sidewalk, you can use your mailbox as a toaster oven. If your barbecue's gone up in smoke and your cooking reputation is at stake, stick around. The Old Grill Sergeant will be right back with more ideas and advice to make your next cookout sizzle. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. 
We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run, and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself, and you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like, never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big-box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Life is simple. Eat, sleep, grill. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hames. First timer alert. Please make welcome Brett Jackson. He owns and operates Brett's Barbecue Shop on Mason Road in Katy. Hi, Brett. How you doing? How's it going today? Doing well, doing well. We're excited to feature you on the show today. And we always enjoy hearing about our guests' backgrounds. So start out by telling us, where were you born, reared, and go to school? That kind of thing. Uh, I was born in Ailey, moved out to Katy when I was in about fifth grade. So most of my time was out in Katy. Grew up going to Taylor High School after Taylor. Uh, I, always, I always had a heart for food. And uh, I really was thinking about getting into the food world, but... My father and really most of my family, you know, they really wanted me to go to college. So uh, I kind of had a choice of 
go to college and they pay for it, or I could go to culinary school and I pay for it. So <laughs> being 18, it wasn't really much of a decision. You know, all my friends are going off to college and, you know, I spent four years at Texas Tech and then ended up coming back and uh, finishing up at U of H. And uh, I uh, actually went into business with my dad, selling insurance for about four years, realized just working behind a desk wasn't for me. So I finally had enough guts to pull out my wallet and take a loan out and went to culinary school out in Austin at a place called Augusta Escapier. And uh, that's when I just fell even more in love with food. Well, what about this dream of becoming a barbecue chef? There's something about a Craigslist ad? Well, yeah. So uh, after culinary school, I started, uh, you know, working at a couple different places. Uh, my first kitchen job was at Whole Foods in downtown Austin, which is still, to this day, I don't know if I ever work in an atmosphere that was just more fun and more of a learning experience. Um, you know, I learned more in that kitchen than I arrived at a culinary school. Well, what about Louis Miller's barbecue in Taylor? I bet you learned a lot there. Well, that, that, that's where, that's where I learned barbecue. So kind of after I was deciding if I was going to kind of go the, the chef route, I was just kind of at a crossroads and I saw this, uh, ad for a pit apprentice, had no idea where this was. There was no name on it. There was, you know, it didn't say where I was going to go, but I was like, heck, you know, I've always wanted to do barbecue. So let's go see if I can get an interview and see what happens. So I submitted an application. I got a call back. Still had no idea really where I was going. And I saw I was in Taylor, Texas, which, you know, I was in Austin. So it was about, it was about a 40 minute drive. I'm driving. and I'm like, where the heck am I? And I pull up to this <laughs> building. I looked up and it Louis Miller Barbecue, which I had definitely heard of before then. And I was like, well, this is cool. And so I walked in, you know, cool thing about Louis Miller Barbecue was it's, they left it all. It's, it looks like it did from the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, all the pits are inside. So the walls, which originally were green, you know, are all stained brown from the smoke. Um, <laughs> all, the, all the chairs, all the tables, they've just kind of been refurbished. They keep everything the same. And so uh, interview with them, uh, with Wayne. And next thing you know, I'm working at Louis Miller Barbecue. But it wasn't long before Houston called Brett's name. And he was back in his hometown. That's where you got involved in building Midtown Barbecue. Geez, everybody and their hungry brother-in-law raved about Midtown Barbecue, but it only lasted about a year. What the heck happened, Brett? Well, Midtown was one of those uh, common stories in the restaurant world. It was just a lot of different people with a lot of different ideas. And I was kind of coming in to do the barbecue side of it. Next thing I know, I'm kind of running the bar side and the barbecue side and every other side. And <laughs> the sad part about it was when we finally kind of got everything in line was sort of when it shut down. You know, it's one of those deals. Everybody thinks they want to own a restaurant or a bar until they actually do. <laughs> and it's not quite the pipe dream that everybody always thinks it's going to be. And that's kind of what happened there. But you were undeterred because you came up with a cool idea called Freedom Barbecue. What was that all about? So, uh, you know, after, after Midtown, that was, <laughs> that took quite a bit out of me, I'll be honest. So 
I kind of stepped back for a little bit. I helped, I started doing some catering with a company called Two Forks Catering Company out here in Katy, which was great. And, you know, we had talked about, you know, maybe eventually doing a barbecue deal. So I started doing some barbecue for some of the weddings and stuff like that. And then that all sort of turned into what became Freedom Barbecue, which was more of just me popping up around town, you know, doing uh, different bars out of stadiums, uh, you know, doing uh, weddings, just caterings and just pop-ups all around town. And, uh, you know, not really knowing exactly how it was going to take off. It ended up, you know, it ended up being good. It was a good way to kind of get my name out there. And one of the best advices I can probably give to anybody doing barbecue, just start with pop-ups. I mean, you know, trying to make a name in the barbecue world is really, really tough. But you did it, Brett. You were still dedicated to this idea of opening up your own brick-and-mortar location. Absolutely. And so this barbecue restaurant in your hometown of Katy became vacant and available in the summer of uh, 2018, I think you said. And so you acquired this building, and you launched Brett's Barbecue Shop. How did that take place? Well, it, was, it was pretty funny because so Nonmockers, which was one of the first places really open on Mason Road, which is now just... I mean, from as far as you can see, just restaurants and stores and stuff like that. At one time, about 25 years ago, it wasn't that way. And uh, so Nonmockers was kind of the staple for this area of Katy. Um, you know, it was one of the first barbecue places I remember eating at, which was kind of cool to be able to eventually come and take it over. So I was driving by one day and I saw a sign that they had just put a sign up that said, gone fishing <laughs> that was their way of telling everybody that they were closed <laughs> so for about two months three months i was trying to figure out how to get in touch with uh the, the lady who owned owned the uh because john the original owner uh he passed away and then his wife kind of took it over and kept it running for a couple of years so I couldn't, I couldn't get in touch with her. So I ended up going to the tailor next door to non-muggers. I was asking her if I could get the number for the landlord or who, who, who could I get a number for to get in touch with uh, the non-muggers. So anyway, she ended up giving me a number. It was a landlord's number. I called the landlord. The landlord told me she'd talked to uh, non-mugger and it got to be about two months after I had talked to her and I still hadn't heard anything. And so I was just, I had pretty much wrote it off and I was planning on going somewhere else. And, uh, all of a sudden I got a phone call. She wanted to sit down and, you know, talk and kind of get to know me. And, you know, this, this place was, it, they had it for a very long time. So, you know, it, it had a lot of sentimental value. I think one of the things she didn't want to, she wanted to feel comfortable with the hands that she was putting this place into. So I came up, sat down, we just talked for about, you know, an hour, hour and a half. And next thing you know, she's willing to, you know, let go of the building and I took it over and the rest is history. But almost immediately you received multiple accolades from local and state media, uh, publications, things like that. Daniel Vaughn, the full-time barbecue editor for Texas Monthly Magazine, been on this show several times. He gave you a big-time award. He gave you his Best Bite Award yes. for Brett's Barbecue Shop's Beef Rib. Did that kind of put you on the map? 
It did. I mean, we, we had, we started get, you know, kind of getting locally. It, it things had really started ramping up, which was really nice. I mean, you know, Katie, although it's grown so much, the thing I love about Katie is it still holds on to a little bit of that small town, just mentality. And, uh, you know, Katie's a great place for smaller restaurants because they really do support local, you know, mom and pop restaurants out here. Um, but, you know, Daniel Vaughn coming, getting the best bite of 2009 or one of the best bites of 2019 definitely was awesome. The best, the best part was when he showed up and God, we had a fee for it because he showed up around like two o'clock and we we're pretty much sold out of everything. And I was like, Oh my God, Daniel Vaughn's here. We don't have much meat left. <laughs> well, we're short on time in this segment, Brett, but we want to talk about cooking techniques with you. So can you stick around and let's visit some more? Okay. Absolutely. Stay patient. Dinner will be ready right after the smoke alarm goes off. Randy will be right back with more smoke and hot tips for you and your old plane right after this short break. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, a electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant, all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Hi friends, Randy Hames to tell you about Cellular and Satellite. Cellular and Satellite are specialists in wireless data plans for businesses. Because they buy in large quantities, Cellular and Satellite can give you a data plan on the same provider you're using today, but at a lower cost. Cellular and Satellite can also combine the two largest wireless providers into a single data plan. Two carriers with better coverage, but only one invoice to pay. 
If your workforce is international, Cellular and Satellite offers a global data sim with fixed pricing in over 200 countries. You'll never have to pay international roaming charges again with Cellular and Satellite. And they can handle all your wireless data needs whether you need 10 or 10,000 data sims. So if you're an IT professional, mobility manager, or business owner, save money and increase your network availability by letting Cellular and Satellite simplify your wireless life. Call Cellular and Satellite today, 832-551-1000, or go to CellularAndSatellite.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a complete computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Stand back. We've got our grill on. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hayes. Our guest today is Brett Jackson. He owns and operates Brett's Barbecue Shop on Mason Road in Katy. Saturdays are undoubtedly busy days in the barbecue biz, so we appreciate you spending some time with us, Brett. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be here. We want to discuss cooking techniques and specific dishes with you, but let's begin by talking about why you call it Brett's Barbecue Shop instead of a smokehouse or a restaurant or a joint. Uh, Honestly, there's really not a huge reason I was trying to think of a good name, and uh, one of my best friends, I give a little shout-out to Tyler Brooks. He uh, he is a investing partner who, well, he hasn't invested anything, but he likes to tell people that. <laughs> Those are the worst kind of investing partners to have, Brad. <laughs> um, no, no he's, 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 he's great. He's, he's, uh, he's uh, like I say, he's been one of my best friends for 100 years. So anyways, I was... I told him, I go, come up with a good name and I use it. And so he came up with Brett's Barbecue Shop and I loved it. And I said, that's it. So that's where Brett's Barbecue Shop came from. (laughs) Clearly your time at Louis Miller's Barbecue heavily influenced your style of cooking. Like, for instance, the Central Texas barbecue style of smoking meat. How does that differ from other parts of Texas? Well, I mean, Central Texas barbecue, the techniques of it is generally more on offset smokers. You know, they're wood-burning pits. There's not a lot of electric pits that you run into out in Central Texas. But main style of Central Texas is heavy pepper. There's not a lot of different seasonings, especially when you're talking about beef. For me, I do use a little garlic in my rub, but it's very scarce. But yeah, it's it's most of it has to do with the heavy pepper and the heavy bark on the brisket. Does it have anything to do with your choice of oak as the wood you burn rather than mesquite or some other kind of popular wood? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, originally, most regions, the wood they use is really came from what was readily available, you know, back in the day. I mean, you know, if you're up in, uh, you know, up in Lubbock, it wasn't real easy to get oak like it is down here. It was easier to get mesquite, right? something like that. Um, so a lot of it has to do with what, what is just re- was re- readily available in that area of, uh, of Texas. Right. Um, so, you know, in central Texas, Oak is very prevalent. Um, and so that's what, you know, a lot of central Texas, uh, is cooked with. Now for, for me, I love, I love Oak for many of reasons, you know, for me, Oak, it's, it's a little lighter, um, you know, with mesquite and hickory, you're getting so much heavy smoke. The oak kind of lets the meat shine a little more um, than some of these others. With the, I mean, it doesn't over. It's not overbearing flavor on the meat itself. Okay, so now let's turn our attention to the smoked meats that you offer at Brett's Barbecue Shop. Obviously, let me say up front, we're not trying to steal any secrets here. You don't have to give us specific amounts of ingredients or even the exact recipe, but we would like to hear about brisket, for instance. It's a Texas favorite. What's the key to smoking the perfect brisket, Brett? I mean, smoking the perfect brisket, I mean, it's it's really, besides, you know, when it comes to seasoning, you can season a brisket with whatever you want. I mean, I, I go with salt. I have two meshes of pepper and a little granulated garlic. Um, the key is to coat the brisket. I mean, you you don't you don't want to overcoat it because then you're, all that seasoning is just going to fall off. But you want a good coat on that brisket. Otherwise, you're not going to get that true bark that you're looking for on the brisket. Um, a lot of people wrap their briskets. We don't really wrap our briskets. My, the whole the whole key that I've learned is, you know, a lower temperature is better, um, in my opinion. But if you stay between 250 and below, the key is consistent temperature. So if you can keep that temperature, even if you're cooking at 300, if you can cook that temperature between 10 and 20 degrees, the whole cook through, that brisket is going to be a whole lot better than if that temperatures varying by you know 50 degrees up and down that's great advice another thing that we want to ask about our executive producer greg burlocker who introduced you and me uh, wanted us to ask how do you achieve those burnt ends that he loves so much oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, the burning the burnt ends are delicious we do those every saturday every now and then we'll do beef burnt ends but generally it's pork belly burnt ends there, there's different processes we've learned to make it easier on us. We don't, we don't really ever braise them. We just cook them on oven racks. So they're kind of raised up off the smoker a little bit and we'll just cook them until they get real tender. Then we toss them in a bunch of honey and brown sugar and other deliciousness and put them back down, let them caramelize and you got yourself some really good burn ends. We mentioned your award-winning beef ribs in the first segment. What about uh, beef ribs and pork ribs? Do you cook them differently? Uh, so pork ribs, uh, I, I don't. I, I actually just switched from St. Louis to uh, spare ribs recently just because right now the meat industry, the meat prices, everything's just going crazy. Um, and I can't really get the St. Louis-style ribs that I want. So... That's been kind of fun having to, because it's been a long time since I've cooked spare ribs and everything cooks a little differently. So finding that, you know, perfect point 
to pull different meats, it's, you know, forever, even though they're both pork ribs, a spare ribs going to finish a little different than a St. Louis style. Um, for me, it's all about feel. That's how I learned it. Louis Miller. I don't, I use thermometers only for chicken. Um, it's all about the feel of the meat, um, you know, for brisket, beef ribs and pork ribs. Well, what about homemade beef sausage at Brett's barbecue shop? You have a bunch of different flavors, I'm sure, right? Yes, sir. So we do, we do all of our sausage in house, um, which is a little crazy for the space we have in here. Um, but we make it work. Uh, we, I like, I like to get real creative with sausage. That's, you know, sausage is one of those love hate relationships. <laughs> it's a real pain. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work. And you know, you, you do one little thing wrong and you've spent three hours making sausage and it doesn't work right. You know, it doesn't bind properly or, you know, what have you. But, uh, you know, I, I love being able to just, it's like, I, you know, I've been working on, uh, this pork tamale sausage that, you know, I've done a couple, uh, runs of it. And this last run just nailed it perfectly. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. It tastes like a tamale inside a sausage. Wow. <laughs> Plus Brett's barbecue shop also has tender, juicy Turkey breast on the menu. How do you get it? So tender and juicy might always dry out. Uh, gee, everybody overcooks Turkey. Ah, you know, I, I can't tell you what temperature I pull turkey at, but all I can say is don't take turkey to 165. If you take it to 165, it's going to be dry. That's what I'm doing wrong, then. <laughs> uh, and sauce is a primary element to making really good barbecue. Do you sell your sauce that you make there in Brett's Barbecue Shop? Uh, we sell it. Like If you want to come buy some, I can definitely hook you up with some sauce. Great. And uh, also, sides are pretty important for the serving of Texas barbecue. <laughs> what sides do you guys offer at Brett's Barbecue Shop? So sides, I, I'd love to offer more sides, but for right now, we've got uh, your basics, potato salad, mac and cheese, pinto beans, and then we do a coleslaw, which I, I hate mayonnaise, always have. <laughs> so my coleslaw does not have mayonnaise in it because I cannot have potato salad with mayonnaise and coleslaw with mayonnaise. I could not have two out of my four sides of mayonnaise in it. So I came up with this slaw, which is a red wine vinaigrette base. It's got cilantro, jalapeno, red cabbage, uh, red bell pepper, and some red onion. And it's uh, people seem to really like it. Well, it sounds fantastic, Brett. And we know a lot of our listeners are going to want to try some of your food. So tell us how we get to Brett's Barbecue Shop in Katy. Uh, so you're going down I-10, um, going... Uh, going towards Katy from Houston, you'll exit Mason Road, take a left under the bridge, and we are about half a mile down on your right. It's 606 South Mason Road, um, right next to a vacuum shop across the street from Taco Bell. And what about a website? You got a website, Brett? The website is brettsbbqshop.com. Social media. Uh, social media, just Brett's Barbecue Shop on Facebook. It's the biggest little barbecue shop in Texas, and this has been its owner, Brett Jackson. Good luck with Brett's Barbecue Shop, and thanks for your time today, my friend. Hey, thank you, brother. Life is short. Grill while you can. Randy will be right back with more food and fun after this break. 
Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run, and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself, and you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like, never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big-box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door with a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 
Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. May the forks be with you. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the guy who turns all the grills on, Randy Hames. As my mama used to say, lo and behold, look who just walked in. It's my old Hudson and Harrigan Show radio partner, Fred Olson. Did you just get paroled from doing rehab on your shoulder? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's getting better, though. Life's good. Anybody going through this, you know what I'm talking about. It's nice when you make a couple of strides now and then and things get a little easier and the pain kind of goes away. It's good stuff. Well, how's your range of motion? Or is that a personal question? <laughs> hmm. Let's think about that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's getting better. Well, I'm glad to hear that. We were just talking about uh, what you're running around doing today. You guys at your church are doing a, a back-to-school ministry? Well, yeah, I think a lot of churches do this for kids who don't have the school stuff. It's so funny. So I go into Walmart yesterday, and I've got this list. It's like a about 15 items for this little girl on it. And I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I haven't done this in what, 20 years. Right. So, you know, a long time <laughs> and uh, longer than that. And I, and, and this woman says, can I help you? I said, yes. Um, Margie, that's my mom's name. Cool. She goes, well, I can help you. I know where all this stuff is. And it, <laughs> she ran all over that store for me. So it was, yeah, it was cool. She really helped me out a lot. Well, I know some of our listeners would love to help out with your ministry. Is there some way they can contact you or your church to get involved and help you? Well, we've, we've got everything covered for the, the kids in our church this year, the, you know, some who don't have uh, everything that they need. So if your church is uh, like that, uh, or there are kids that, that don't have enough, you can look around. You could probably check church bulletin and boards or look, check at your church and uh, see what might be needed for some of these kids to, to go back to school and feel good about themselves having the stuff they need, you know? Well, that's cool. I, I commend you for that. Uh, but let's talk football, shall we? I mean, uh, what news from Texans training camp gets you excited for the season? Um, they're they're moving. They're hitting each other. <laughs> well, I read an interesting interview in the Chronicle Sports section with Tyrod Taylor, or Tyrod Taylor, I guess is how you say his name. I was extremely impressed with this guy. He's a born leader, and his feet are firmly planted on the ground. Have you read anything about him? No, but I, you know, he's he's had a pretty darn good career. It just hasn't fit in everywhere that he's been. Uh, but yeah, apparently he can he can swing the ball, and looks like he may have a few people to throw to. And he's got we've got what twenty seven running backs he can probably <laughs> choose from in training camp. Yeah, well, apparently the locker room loves the guy because several different players, I saw where David Johnson, the running back, and Laramie Tunsil, the left tackle, they both praised the guy, uh, especially for his ability to communicate with other players and, and teach young guys the offense. So I get the impression that his teammates want to just follow this guy through a wall of fire. Yeah, I saw something the other day. It might have been Philip Lindsay, the running back we picked up, who's really a talented guy, said, you know, the, the media is writing us off, so we have a chip on our shoulder, you know? They're, they're saying we're all this and we're all that, and so we'll wait and see. Maybe that, that'll give them some more um, drive and desire to get a new contract, because most of them are on one-year contracts. Terod makes me forget about that other guy, you know, he who shall not be named. <laughs> and I can't help but believe that, there's little to no chance that the trade gets done before the season or during the season this year. What do you think? Well, there was some new allegation thing this morning I saw that had popped up 
some woman, you know, getting very graphic about what allegedly he was involved in. And so that's not going to go away for a while, but you know, he, they, he won't be deposed until 2022 till next year. So, so anybody who's going to do it's taking a big chance. And, but you know, for a future quarterback, and if you're willing to look past all his, um, indiscretions, potential indiscretions. I'm not going to say he's guilty on everything, but uh, then maybe they have the quarterback of the future because he's still young and he's, he's really brilliant at what he does. So, NBC Sports uh, reported, I believe it was yesterday, that the criminal investigation has now progressed to the point that we should all be prepared for a grand jury proceeding. Wouldn't it be a circus if he who shall not be named got indicted yeah, well, grand juries are, it's interesting. Don't they just kind of pull us off the street and say, here's here's what we have as a prosecutor? You can get anyone indicted, I think. Again, I've been reading too many novels. <laughs> but um, watch, I was watching that Perry Mason movie. Yeah, you can indict anybody. Uh, so I, I don't know. That will it, It'll be interesting. And, and will they work a deal out? How much? He's making quite a bit of money, So, but is he making enough to pay everybody off? But he's going to get paid this year to sit. If he's on the exempt list for the uh, commissioner, he still gets paid. He just doesn't play. And that's quite a bit of money. I think it's 10 point whatever this year he makes. Yes. Yeah, next year it kicks into like huge money. Let's face facts here, Fred. If this guy gets indicted, (laughs) that would make those 22 civil lawsuits look like milk and cookies by comparison, don't you think? Well, it could. Yeah, again, I, gosh, I don't, I've been reading too many crime novels, too much John Sanford and (laughs) too many of those things to, uh, to jump to any conclusions, but yeah, it's entirely possible. I, it, it's just, it's one more, uh, how's it say nail on the coffin, but that doesn't sound good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if that happened, I can't imagine that the NFL would be able to avoid handing down uh, a major suspension. How about you? Well, yeah, you know, yeah, sure. I mean, he's got to do something so far. Goodell done nothing is Goodell. Yeah. Um, has done, they've done nothing. They've really just kind of let the thing unfold. And I don't know, we don't even know if it's unfolding. It, we just, it, things I read in the newspaper, I go, do these people really know? Or are they just making it up to make me click on it? Yeah. Okay. That's enough of that. Let's talk about the other big football story. And we didn't touch on this last week on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. It's Texas and OU going to the SEC. What's your take on that? I think it's going to be hard for them. And here's it. They've been playing in the big 12 differently, differently entirely. And so I've talked to people who, uh, who, who, who actually know what they're talking about. And they said, it's going to take a couple of years for them. They're going to, it won't happen until 2025. So we've got years left. Right. And, uh, it's going to be a whole nother league. They're going to have to learn like A&M had to learn how to play in the sec, even the sec West. I mean, that's a snot knocking league. I mean, it's different. You know, it's just a different mindset, I think, and it's a different way you play. It's a different attitude. It's a different league. So they're going to have to be prepared, and it's going to be a while. So here's a cool thing, too. Uh, it's interesting because certain teams like in the, uh, let's see, SEC West, like A&M, let's say, that normally would have played Auburn and Alabama each year, right? Right. What's going to happen in the future, they're going to end up with playing Texas, and they're going to end up playing Oklahoma. And Oklahoma and Texas will have to play Alabama and Auburn. See what I'm saying? I think it'll be staggered in that way. So it'll take a while for Texas to know you to get into it. But, but uh, you know, I applaud them for wanting to do it. But And if it makes football better, then, you know, go for it. But, boy, I'll tell you what, Texas is going to be even more of a hotbed of, of a recruiting place, even more so than it is now. 
I am very surprised personally that the Aggies didn't make a bigger fuss about this because they sure sounded like they were going to do just exactly that when the story first broke. Why do you think A&M backed off all of a sudden? Because they know how to play in the, this is my take. They know how to play in the SEC. They know what Texas and Oklahoma are going to have to go through in the years to come to prepare. Cause I mean, who in the big 12 plays like the SEC really not, nobody plays like Alabama. You got, or, or, I mean, Auburn now and, and, and some of the teams, even the West teams, I mean, you may not beat them, but they're going to knock the snot out of you. Uh, so I just think it's going to be a different league. And that's why NM goes, you know what? It's going to make our schedule a little easier in the future. It really will at first. So that's, that's what I hear. That's what I hear from people in the know. Well, I have zero inside info, and you do have some inside info. So this is total conjecture on my part. But maybe, just maybe, the rest of the SEC told the Aggies, hey, you guys are just lucky to be here. Stand down and do what you're told. Do you think that's a possibility? I don't I, I don't know. I, that, that part I don't know. I'm just talking from the scheduling uh, philosophy of the SEC and, and people I know that play in it and have played in it. And it's just different, just different different thing and uh, there are some teams that be licking their chops going come on let's go after it and after a while it'll balance out but the first few years are going to be kind of rough but again not till 2025 so we got what four more seasons to go yeah but don't you think texas and ou are going to try to negotiate their way out a little early i, I don't know it's entirely possible that what is it 75 million that they'd have to pay just in rights but you know, that's chump change for for a state school like that that, that has and plus all the money that's put into it so that's nothing. But yeah, they might. They might want to do that. It'll be fun to hide and watch. <laughs> well, that's what we got to do. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Sorry, Willie. It's August and it's really, really hot. But actually, that's good news because next week we'll be talking about the Texans' first preseason game, huh? Hope springs eternal, partner. <laughs> or trips over its own feet. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Send us your burning questions and favorite recipes in a private message on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Cooking Show, or visit our website, theoutdoorcookingshow.com. Join us next week for more tasty food and fun over a red-hot grill on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. How's about cooking something up for me?